Hello everyone, welcome to Craft Beer Bucketless Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello everybody and welcome to a special episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. This episode is being brought to you commercial free as we are sponsored by our friends at the Arkansas chapter of the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Association. Mike? Yes? Did I say association right? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Does that word even fit there? Arkansas chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Association? Or should I not have said association? Just without association. Oh, man. All right. So, so anyway, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing. It's a good thing we have guests in here that can correct me. So, uh, Mike, how's your day going, buddy? Uh, I mean, it's going good. We're about to have a a new beer, uh, hanging out with some cool guys. Uh, So, I'd say it's going pretty well. How about you? Outstanding. Dude, you know what? I, I had a I had a great Monday and for the dumbest reason not the dumbest reason, it was kind of cool, kind of nostalgic. But I went to McDonald's today for lunch. Um, had the kiddo with me. It was like distance learning Monday. I'm like, I don't feel like making anything. I'm just gonna go to McDonald's. And dude, they had this adult happy meal thing. Are you are you aware of that? I, I guess not. So anyway, it's like, it's stupid, like 10, and this is not a paid endorsement, by the way, this is just my real life. Okay. So <laughs> don't hate me for saying McDonald's on my podcast, but they, it's like this cactus plant flea market, whatever the world that is. All I know is I paid 10 bucks. I got a happy meal box. It had a big Mac and fries in it. And I got a toy like for me, not the kid. It's mine. And then I it's got a happy meal for the kiddo. Toy, is it? Uh, (laughs) 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 wow i opened the door for that didn't even think about it uh no it it was not it was it's it's family friendly um it's like this weird little yellow dude with four eyes so i guess all the all the toys that come in the adult happy meal they they're all four-eyed individuals they don't wear glasses they just legit have four eyeballs but uh whatever so that made my day mike all right. I, got a, I, got a happy, I, I, I haven't bought a Happy Meal had. in like 20 yeah. years. I, I can't tell you the last time I went to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, I don't go I'm often. I'm more of a but, Burger King guy. Oh, okay. There you go. We'll have it your way. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right. anyway, Mike, um, yeah. so I'm going to dive right in. Uh, we have a sticker sponsor this week, as always. I'm excited for that. Uh, and... Lo and behold, it's uh, our sticker sponsor this week is Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. You can find them at www.backcountryhunters.org. Be sure to check out their website. And as always, to get your grubbies on these stickers, send us a DM on any of our social medias within seven days of the release date of this podcast, and we will get you some via snail mail. And also, you'll get uh, some crappier bucket list stickers as well. So pretty cool yep. deal. We got a stack of these. They probably won't last long. They never do. So reach out quickly, y'all. And I thank you guys for providing us with some stickers. You bet. Yeah. So I think, uh, Ray, it's about time we introduce our guest. Um, so we'll talk about the beer in just a second. But I want to introduce uh, Kip and James, uh, board members with the Arkansas chapter, uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Yep. I'm good, too. Good. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Um, let's uh, let's let's talk about this beer for just a second. Um, so, Kip, I, I heard you're the mastermind, or the I don't know if mastermind's the right word. You're the initiator. The, the yeah, a little bit. Okay, okay. probably tell so. us a little bit about the beer. 
Um, so the beer was, uh, you know, kind of an idea we had based on some other chapters across the nation pairing up with their local breweries. And it just so happened I know some people who have a local brewery. And I went to them, started talking about it, and they were absolutely enthused. Um, so we started crafting a plan to uh, put out a beer for Public Lands Month. And so, um, so it's a it's a lager. Uh, was there any discussion on the type of beer, or is there a reason why it was a lager over something else? Yeah. So what what the idea was, <clears throat> you know, we're we're a hunting and fishing organization. And um, we wanted something that was pretty light and crisp where, you know, it was, it was refreshing. It's not too heavy. Um, so if you, you know, been out on the lake all day or, you know, get back and you're done hunting for the day, um, you want something, you know, more refreshing, not, not that'll weigh you down, um, more along the lines of a lighter type beer. And uh, being the master brewers that they are over at Ozark, they, uh, they kind of took it from there and uh, asked me a few questions here and there, but uh, went on and uh, created the the golden lager. Yeah, and uh, I remember when y'all announced it. Um, that, like, so it released September second. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think the I think it was like the next day. I was going through Little Rock and I stopped at three different places and they didn't have it out yet, and I was a little pissed. <laughs> but I actually got to over I got over to Fort Smith and I found it. I was like, y'all gotta have this beer. Um well let's let's crack this thing open. Uh let's let's uh I think we should let James and uh, Kip you want y'all wanna go first or last? I'll go first. How about that? Okay, yeah. So all right, here we go. All right. Do you want to you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. All right. All right, Ray. You gotta go you gotta solid. go third. All right, that had a solid pop sound to it. I liked it. <laughs> oh, y'all y'all gonna hate me because I'm gonna beat every one of you. Pretty solid. I don't know if that sounded like it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you've done better. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes they have like a little hiss, and it sounds so good. I can't help it. Right. No, oh, my all, good, all right. Man. So, you know, and uh, so to, for everybody out there, um, we'll come back to it a little bit, but the can art um, is kind of like what I want to call like a, a little bit of a darker yellow, and it's got a – what kind of artwork is that considered, the, the, the bear artwork? Is that like ink, line ink? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not qualified art. to be right. able to judge yeah. art. I've been to I've been to the Crystal Bridges Museum, but I didn't take any classes when I was there. Yeah. So, I mean, the beer may be good, but the artwork's great. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, as as we get our first sips, uh, let's let's talk to Kip uh, first. Is uh, Kip? How did you get involved with the BHA there in Arkansas, and uh, maybe kind of introduce some of the stuff that you do uh, related to getting out into our public lands? Okay, I got involved with BHA Arkansas. Um, I knew who and what BHA was already from some of the work they had done um, in the Boundary Waters up in northern Minnesota, southern Ontario, Canada. Um, they were fighting for, to protect the Boundary Waters up there um, just through, you know, kind of the same social media stuff I follow, 
saw that there was a meeting uh, for a chapter possibly in Arkansas. So I showed up at the first meeting, uh, met James, some of the other, you know, eventual board members. Um, within, I don't know, six months, um, I, I volunteered my services to help out and they got asked to be on the board. At first, uh, I took over as a social media and communications chair. Um, which didn't last long because they found someone way more qualified to do that than me. Um, and I moved over and I'm currently the legislative affairs chair, uh, public land in Arkansas. I grew up, uh, duck hunting in South Arkansas. And a lot of that was on public land. And then here in Northwest Arkansas, um, we've got just ample amounts of public land around. I was, I was a big user of Hobbs state park. Um, and then recently it's gotten into the, um, Madison County McElroy WMA. I didn't draw a permit there this year, but it'll be the first year in the past three that I haven't got to hunt there. And uh, for, for folks who may not know the Boundary Waters canoe areas, is that considered Northeast Minnesota or just North? Uh, it's Northeast. It's up there on the tip. Um, and I, I'll get involved. I should say I guided there when I was right. fresh out of high school, early college. So, um, but yeah, it's it's right there on the tip, Highway One up from up from Duluth. For the folks that we have, a lot of our listeners are you know in the southern region of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, for folks down here, that's really close to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duluth is uh, quite a ways up there. Yeah, um, well, yeah, and the Boundary Waters is even further north, and you know, part of it, you know, it's lakes and it's land, so it doesn't know where the border is. So part of it is is on the Canada side, and part of it's on our side. It's a it's a cool area. I remember I, I forget what class it was in when I was an undergrad. I did a report on it back in we won't say maybe the late nineties or so. <laughs> a few been a few years ago. Well, uh, so we've got a, we've had an opportunity to have a few first sips. Uh, Ray, what, what are you thinking about this beer? What kind of stuff are you getting out of it? How do you feel? So I feel really good. Uh, my, my first sip, I drank it immediately. It's very light, uh, very crisp, you know, very smooth. Uh, I was I was surprised though. It's got a little bit of a dry finish, uh, which which I'm liking. Uh, but there there's a, a, a spice, there's a flavor, something in there. Like I, I had to think about. It. I'm like, man, I, I haven't identified it yet, but it's in there. And the fact that I can't just pick it out immediately makes me like it because I want to keep drinking more so I can figure out what it is. And it's probably something super simple um, and I'm overthinking it, but it's there and it's a part of that dry finish. And that's really, really got me enjoying this right now. Yeah. It's uh, it's got a little bit, little, just a hint of sweetness for me too. But uh, I think the hop profile is coming out a little bit more than I expected. I like it. Uh, James, uh, Kip, what do y'all think? Y'all probably had this a few times. Yeah. I, I probably have had a couple. I've had <laughs> a six pack or three or four of it by now. I think <laughs> I just picked up another case today. I, the, when we did the release party, I went through several of them quickly. Um, and just like Ray was saying, like, I just wanted to keep drinking it. So um, I've, I've definitely kind of taken a shine to it. It's pretty easy to drink. It's not, for me, it's not quite as, like it's not as sweet or 
uh, you know, it doesn't stick on your palate the way some other just kind of, you know, brand name lagers do, but it's, it's like just right for me. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it in a, uh, you know, professional way, but it hits a sweet spot for me. Sure. Yeah. I I'd say it's an, I it's, I'd say it's an easy day drinker. Um, it's got low, um, ABV. Is that what they call it? The mm-hmm. alcohol 5%. percentage. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe even a little bit lower. Um, but, um, and I'm, I'm with, I'm with Ray. There's a, there's a little bit of a spice somewhere in there that I cannot pick out. Um, but it makes it, you know, it gives it more of a taste profile than let's say a light beer. Um, but it's just as easy to drink. Yeah. The body on it. So, uh, I mean, it's not what I would consider close to like a heavy body beer, but I mean, it's approaching, it's, a, it's better as far as the body goes with the, than what you were saying, like a, with a big box or the, or what do we, big beer, right? Yeah. Um, like some of those kind of feel watered down sometimes to me. And I don't yeah. get that with this. Right. So no, it, it does drink a lot like your, no, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I was going to say, I don't know if you noticed, I'm also drinking it out of my 4-H koozie. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm hitting all, I'm hitting all the positive notes. <laughs> that's right, you are. So, what were you going to say, Ray? I stepped all over. No, it, it does drink and have a similar mouthfeel to a lot of the, you know, the big box, you know, beers that are out there. It does say it does carry more flavor, which I like, uh, because they are, they are so watered down compared to a lot of craft beers, right? Uh, but again, I like the flavor, and the, the more I think about it, and I may be way off note, but I, I wonder if that dryness and some of the flavor I'm getting is just not a little bit of maltiness. Um, and it doesn't have a bready taste to it, but it kind of feels like what it would if I was having a more bready beer. Sure. You, but you think I'm barking up the right tree, Mike? Am I saying that right? <laughs> it's, it's your taste buds. You say what you want. I mean, I, uh, I think you hit uh, on something there when you said it. It doesn't have that bready taste. That's a that's exact. I mean, it's like you're saying it doesn't have something, but you're exactly right. It doesn't mm. have that. Yeah. Right. But I feel like the dryness so the, would come from malt. And that's from like, uh, it's like, is it malt? I don't know. But there's a certain mouthfeel you get when you drink something that's, you know, extra, has more malt in it. Now, I even think of milkshakes. You put malt into it, it makes the milkshake almost dry because of the malt. I love the flavor, but it, it really changes the mouthfeel. And now that's that's what I'm getting from this. I could be way way off. I am a lot. I'm just a guy that drinks a lot of different beers. I'm not a beer pro. I just <laughs> <laughs> right. Not like Mike. Mike is the beer pro. Um, I just drink a lot of different beers. But uh, that's well, that's what I get out of it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I guess while we're enjoying a few more sips, uh, how about how about you, James? You want to tell us about how you got involved with BHA and uh, yeah. some of the stuff you do to enjoy the public lands. Yeah. So my origin story is quite a bit different from Kip's cause I had no idea what public land actually was. And, um, I was running around out in Colorado with my kids on vacation and we were driving past these national forest and BLM signs and they asked me and I was like, I don't know, you know, so we just did what you do is got the phone out and, and Googled it to try to figure out what it meant. And, um, kind of realized then it's like, okay, this is, uh, this is a place that we can actually go out and, 
you know, run around on and, and see stuff. So we did that. And then I came back home and I'm like, well, if we can do that out there in Colorado, we have national forest in Arkansas, which I knew that I just didn't know what that meant. So I came home and started looking for adventures here on public land. And then, um, you know, we got into the, the election cycle in 2016 and there was some talk about trying to get rid of public lands, um, you know, divest of federal public lands. And I was like, man, I just figured out what this stuff is. And I would like to be able to go explore and see some of this before they, you know, get rid of all of it. So I kind of stumbled on BHA um, at a time when I was interested in the message. So I joined the organization just as a dues paying member. And then, you know, from that, when they started uh, trying to get a chapter here in Arkansas, I got involved with that. And at that time, it was Arkansas was part of the larger Southeast chapter. So it was like from Arkansas all the way to Florida was one big chapter. So I got involved um, in trying to just help establish things in Arkansas and, um, you know, basically stood, recruited guys like Kip and a bunch of other outstanding board members who decided that they were willing to come along for the ride and help me get the chapter started by itself in Arkansas. So we did that in 2020. Um, like in June of 2020, we <laughs> launched this chapter right in the midst of COVID and there's not much we could do for events or anything. Um, the one good news is, you know, we could do things outside so we could still do our stewardship projects. We could do cleanups and, you know, take people hunting or fishing for the first time and stuff like that. So that's really what we focused on. And then we had a, uh, and we had an issue in Arkansas where there was a, a proposed sale of some public land in Arkansas that would have required a whole bunch of legal wrangling at, at the federal congressional level to make it happen. And, you know, I'll just, I'll spare all the details there, but we, we stood up and fought against that and actually kept that public land from being sold. And it's over in, in Eastern Arkansas, it's called the pine tree research station. And, you know, with, with your listeners being more focused in the South, you know, I, I feel pretty passionate that the public access that we do have in the Southern States it's a lot different than what they have out West, um, you know, where they have, you know, huge percentages of some States are public land and we don't have that in the South. And so every access that we have, we need to fight to protect and take care of. And, and so that's, that's kind of what we do here in Arkansas in a nutshell. And that's, that's how I got involved in it. And it's led me to meet just the most amazing people and have some pretty cool experiences. And, that, and that's in the Delta region. Is that it's right? over. It's between Little Rock and Memphis, so it's it's okay. it's getting into the Delta region. Um, it's north of Forest City. Basically, it's halfway between Little Rock and Memphis. Okay. I was I, I knew I'd seen it or I'd heard about it or something like that, and I, I kind of vaguely remember when I went to I was headed to Helena once, and I'm, and I'm, maybe that's where I saw something about it. Might have, but, yeah. 
That's really cool. And because uh, 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 as you got, you guys know Brad Green. He was he came uh, and visited us at Arkansas Tech uh, here recently, and was talking a little bit about that, and um, also talking about how you know the considered one of the most successful reintroduction uh, of a species is the black bear in Arkansas and mm-hmm. celebrating that as well. And uh, thought it was some real cool stuff. And uh, you, you know, you talked about getting people engaged. Um, uh, it, it's interesting to, you know, have the students talk to Brad and um, you know, cause he's trying to give them like quiz them and whatnot. And of course, you know, it's kind of uh, sad when they have the wrong answer when they're in a natural resources class, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but they did say one 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 student did say the uh, wolves in Yellowstone, and that's a really good success story as well. Don't get me wrong. So I was like, all right. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, let, let's go let's go back to the beer a little bit. Um, so I know Ozark is uh, available throughout Arkansas. Is can anybody? So wherever Ozark beer, this is you can find this right. Yes, pretty much wherever they sell Ozark beer, yeah. And so, do you know? Are they just in Arkansas only? No, they are in Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri that I know of. Okay, so if you know if you're in one of those states, or if you're coming through Arkansas, you can stop by, and uh, you know, I think we've now established it's at least in Fort Smith. I know there's got to be places in Little Rock that I've missed it, but. Um, actually had a student tell me they saw it in Blackwell and that's where all the students go to get their beer. <laughs> so, I mean, it's solid, it's solid information. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Kip, you talked a little bit about, you, you know, the folks at Ozark. Um, and I, and I, I know that recently the Arkansas chapter won chapter of the year for BHA. Um, so Kip, Kip and James both, I guess, uh, you know, how, how, how did this relationship form and uh, beyond just the, the beer itself um, being cool to look at and having your logo, how does the BHA and Ozark both benefiting from this collaboration? So I guess I'll start here. Um, yeah. Andy and Lacey are uh, both partners in the business and they've got some other partners, but I went to high school with Lacey and uh, they actually met as uh, raft guides out in Colorado, uh, whitewater raft guides. And I do a lot of whitewater rafting. So when they came back and opened up the brewery, we kind of got back in touch and, um, they've been awesome for the town and awesome for the community for a long time. But when we started doing pint nights and BHA things, um, they were a hundred percent behind us and want to do anything and everything. They've been a great supporter of ours. You know, anytime we've gone and asked them for anything, one of our best supporters within the state. And so it was just kind of a natural fit um, to do a beer with them. They've done some beers for some other similar type nonprofits. um, And uh, they were, they were more than excited to be able to um, chip in with us and, and create something that would benefit both them and us. You know, I've done that more than I can say. So I, um, I, Ray, I've been, I've had like full on like conversations and Ray's like, no, you're, you're on mute. Uh, we can't hear you. Um, so what, what, so what you talked about the benefits for you guys. So, 
Um, obviously it's, it's a good marketing, uh, aspect to it as well. So what, what are your hopes for this beer as far as, as it makes its way out into the, to the public and whatnot? Um, what are some of the things you hope to get from this being released and from this collaboration? I think, I mean, obviously there's a, we're going to get a financial kickback. I think it's about a dollar a six pack, um, a dollar per pour in the tap room comes back to us, which is basically equivalent to just under 10% um, that we will, we will get back. We'll go directly to Arkansas BHA. Um, but maybe more importantly than that, you know, we get the cans out in the public eye and people, you know, kind of wonder what is Arkansas BHA? Who are these guys? And they, and they look us up and maybe, you know, find some interest level because they're out on our public lands and public land users. I, I'll, I'll tell you something that I thought was pretty cool. The, um, the night of the release party, I, I went in to pay my tab at the bar and I probably had a t-shirt on, but that was it. And there was two people at the bar talking about BHA. And it was like a guy trying to describe what BHA was to this woman who was standing there. Um, probably because she'd seen so many six packs of the, of the beer walk out that night. She's trying to figure out what was going on, but the hope that I would have just from the beer being out there is for folks to understand a little bit more about what BHA is and how, how public lands benefit them, whether they hunt or fish or not. And that's an important aspect of, of BHA as an organization is that yes, hunting and angling is in our name and that's our passion. That's what we're out there to do. But you know, the start of that is, is public land and public waters. And so those benefit all of us as Americans, whether you hunt or fish or you want to boat or hike or camp or whitewater raft or whatever the case might be. Um, and so that, that would be my hope is just to raise awareness about, uh, the need to keep those public lands and public hands and, and that that is something worth doing here in Arkansas or Florida or Washington state or wherever people live, even in Texas <laughs> where they don't have very much public land in Texas. So, you know, but what little they have, they need to keep it that way. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm so, glad you uh, brought up that. Oh, go ahead. Ray. Sorry, Mike. I'm, I'm glad you brought it. That it's more than just, you know, for hunting and angling. Like me personally, I'm not a hunter. I've got nothing against it. It's just not what I do. I enjoy fishing, right? I'm not passionate about it, but I, I, I like to go fishing. Uh, it's, it was Republic lands, at least for a guy like me, and I'm sure this will speak to a, another, you know, audience is I like to take my wife and daughter out and go, you know, walking down a trail. My wife loves it. We take our dog with us and we, we enjoy the land for what it is. Mm -hmm. There's other things to enjoy, right? Like you, like you said, you're boating, you know, skiing, there's other activities. It's not just about hunting and fishing. So we're, you know, I, I think it's, it's for all of us. It's there for a reason. And uh, sure. Um, those, those things do need to be protected and for more than just, Hunters and fishers. Yep. I wonder how many folks out there don't even know what an angler is. It's like, <laughs> I need a protractor for that. 
Like, what is this <laughs> geometry these guys doing in the woods? Um, <laughs> right? But no, we're hunters and fishers, y'all. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you know, there's somebody out there that's hearing that for the first time, right? <laughs> so, like, what's an angler? Yep. Um, and yeah, so, right, no, I think I, that, um, yeah. I think st- the state of Oklahoma is 95% uh, privately owned. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I, I believe that to be true. Yeah. It's so, a, you know, think about, and if you get, out of that and then you look at like tribal ownership government ownership um you know the 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 percent of accessible public land is very limited there yeah we're we're kind of lucky here in arkansas for an eastern state we've got an awful lot of public land i think we rank 17th in the nation in the amount of public land we have and we obviously don't rank that high as far as the size of the state we are but we've got i think just around 3.1 million acres of public land. And that doesn't include all the public waterways, um, lakes, rivers, et cetera, that our, our, our public access laws here in Arkansas are amazing. So uh, I, I guess this is a good time. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll just kind of bounce these back between uh, uh, Kip and James. Is, uh, do you want to tell us, you know, a little bit of background about BHA uh, as the, you know, as the umbrella organization? Yeah. So it was the organization was begun in the early 2000s. It kind of came came into fruition. Just you know, people hanging around a, a campfire and discussing topics of the day and and this need to to, to do what we've been talking about and and keep these. Uh, at first it was really Western public lands, but the idea was to try to keep them publicly accessible. I mean, it, it, because there's so much out there, you know, there are a lot of different forces who look at those today, whether that's, it could be extractive industries. Um, it could be real estate development. It could be any number of things that, that folks look at those public resources today, first of all, and they, and they say, Hey, we, we should sell those. The federal government should, should get rid of those or the States look at it and say, Hey, those should be in our possession and we should have control over it. And so this group got together and, and formed the organization originally. And it was, it was pretty Western focused to start off with, but you know, the concept, um, even if it's Western focused to start off with, you know, a lot of people dream about going out West and going out into the mountains and, and, uh, riding the trails or hiking up to a lake, you know, all these different things going skiing. And so it really, the message resonated across the entire country. And so it has spread, you know, in the, basically the last half of the 20 teens, BHA was the fastest growing conservation organization in North America you know, went from like 20,000 members to 40,000 members in about two or three years, if I remember correctly. So, you know, at this point we have members spread across the country. We have uh, very evenly split uh, political affiliations. We actually are a younger organization. Kip and I are kind of old guys when it comes to, to BHA as a whole. So our membership tends to be in that probably 25 to 45 range, as opposed to a lot of, uh, I'm still in that demographic by the way, barely, barely, (laughs) but what the, uh, 
you know, what, what we would call hook and bullet groups. So, you know, people, people like ducks unlimited or trout unlimited, things like that. Um, you know, they, their membership tends to be a little bit older where BHAs is younger and we're really driven by the desire to get involved and, and have human powered adventures in what we do, whether that's, um, like the hunting and fishing, or it can be the stewardship projects that we do, uh, could be ripping up fence on public land out West. It could be taking trash. Like we did a cleanup, uh, in September, one of our board members down in Little Rock, Mark Izzard put this amazing event together and he's been doing this for several years down there, um, around Lake Winona. And then after last year's event, he got approached to see if he could pull off cleaning up an illegal tire dump down there on, um, I think that was in the Lake Maumel watershed. So if anybody has ever tried to clean up tires, it is a major hassle. I mean, it's not, you don't just like show up with a bag of trash and throw it in a dumpster when it's a tire, you've got to have all this, you gotta have a place to take it. And so he, he went through tons and tons of red tape, looked like at the last minute he was going to get the rug pulled out from underneath of him. And then he, you know, basically two seconds left through a Hail Mary and it actually got received and, and he was able to get a, t a trailer delivered and they pulled 140 tires out of this ravine down there and still probably another 140 or so, you know, just a bunch more down there, but that's the kind of stuff, um, that our membership likes to do, you know, more so than, um, like we like to get together. We like to have fun, but we like to get out there and get after it as well. And that's, that's the thing that I really like about, um, being part of the organization. Sure. Um, we'll let you take a break and have a sip at the beer, uh, <laughs> Kip, do you want to talk to us a little bit about the different, because so James kind of alluded to it, right, with with Mark's tire project and whatnot, but uh, tell us a little bit about the other things that the Arkansas chapter does uh, throughout the state, like the initiatives, programs, stuff like that. Yeah, so we've got stewardship initiatives, you know, our members see a need, you know, get in touch with us and a project comes up. We've done... Um, cleanups all across the state. Uh, the Pine Tree Research Station was obviously a huge deal. Um, we've formed a pretty decent partnership with Game and Fish. So now we have, you know, we call, we'll call pint nights, where a lot of the times we'll have someone from Game and Fish, a specific area, um, come and talk. And it's just, it's not just our members, it's anyone that wants to show up. Um, and people have started to reach out to us and recognize when they see something that they don't like on public land, a policy that they don't like. Um, we're, we're fast becoming that organization within the state that, you know, kind of like Ghostbusters, you knew, you know who to call. Um, we have a constant focused effort at uh, both the state and the national level, watching, keeping an eye on um, legislation that comes out that is either good or bad for, you know, all of us public landowners. Um, James and I have been meeting throughout the state with um, representatives and senators 
literally from across the state. I got back from uh, going over to the northeastern part of the state to meet with three legislators over over lunch um, just a couple of weeks ago, just to say, hey, this is who we are. Um, if there's any way we can help you, um, let us know. Um, we've um, we've done some what we call R three work, which is uh, recruit, recruit, retain, reactivate. As far as hunting goes, the number of the number of hunters in the nation is is dropping off. It's not just a father and son thing anymore. But at the same time, we've got a whole new class of recruits that are very interested in the you know, field to table aspect of, of hunting and knowing where your food comes from and, and whose hands have been on your food. So we've done some, we've done some R3 efforts, uh, taking some new hunters out. We've had, um, public land, uh, awareness, I guess, where we've taken groups of people out to basically introduce them to public lands and say, yeah, this is how you can use it. This is how you can access it. Uh, let's go get after it. Um, there was there was one more I was thinking of. We've done um, shed hunts on public land. Um, I'm, I'm I'm losing my train of thought with the the other one. It was a oh the other thing we do is uh, we're working with Game and Fish and National Wild Turkey Federation, um, especially here in Northwest Arkansas, with the mobility impaired hunts. Um, there's a couple mobility impaired hunt blinds in our area where we kind of help facilitate and take care of those areas to hopefully produce more wildlife so that the, the hunters in those blinds have a better chance. And then if they, if they are successful, we have volunteers that are there to help them, you know, get their animal out if needed or whatever, you know, hand we can land. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the, the every time I, talk to James or Brad or whatnot, there's always something cool hanging, you know, going on. And now that we've got the students, uh, involved that they're, you know, in those discussions and talking about things as well. Um, so <laughs> we're getting close to the end here. Uh, before I ask James, uh, like our final question, I guess, or, or Kip both, I mean, you can tag team it if you want. Um, what we do is once we get to the end, we pair the beer with a, a song. Uh, of some sort. So be thinking about what song you would uh, listen to or sing or karaoke to while you're having this beer, uh, just to kind of give you a, a, a little prep there. Um, so I, I think the, the big thing moving forward is uh, if somebody's listening to the podcast or they're trying this beer, um, what are the next steps for them? How can they get involved? How can they reach out and connect with y'all? Well, so we're on, we're probably most, active on uh, Instagram, on social media, at Arkansas BHA. We also have a public Facebook page, uh, Arkansas Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. So those we can be found uh, in those two places. Um, you mentioned backcountryhunters.org, uh, and we have a chapter landing page there as well. Um, membership in the organization. If, if people want to be a member of the organization, which we would love and welcome that it's $35 a year and you'll, you'll get a newsletter from us. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter without being a member if you want to, but, um, you know, we send out a monthly newsletter with updates on what's going on, uh, what things that we're working on as a chapter. And then, um, you know, we have a pretty robust leadership group here in Northwest Arkansas. Most of our board members live up here. Uh, 
Uh, like I mentioned, we do have uh, Mark Izzard is down in Little Rock. He's our board member who lives down there right now. And uh, but we do have it. But he he's organized a, a committee down there that's is basically helping him with with the events that he puts on. So we have several other volunteers who have just come on recently to to help out with that. Um, you know, I think the probably the thing that I would leave people with is that, you know, no matter if you're, of course, we're here, here in Arkansas, so we'll be partial to, to Arkansans just in the fact that we can speak for our own chapter and say, you know, if you, if you see something on public land or know of something on public land that you feel like needs attention and you're interested in making a difference, like you're one of those people that wants to do do more than just look at something and say, oh, I wish it wasn't like that. Like you actually are willing to pick up a shovel or, or make a phone call. Um, that's what BHA is for. Like we will help you figure out how to, how to do that. So, you know, if you're, if your boat ramp where you put your boat in every, every weekend during the summer, if you go to that boat ramp and you notice, man, this boat ramp is always trashed. That's something BHA actually does a little bit of, you know, there's a concerned member somewhere that will adopt that boat ramp and help, help keep it cleaned up. Or if there's a, you know, if there's a spot on a river that you're like, man, it would be great if we had public access here. Um, we do that kind of stuff too. We're starting to get contacted more and more about by people who are wanting to find a way to help the public access the things that they have. So, uh, you know, in terms of getting involved, it's basically as easy as just sending us a DM on social media. Hey, I've got an idea and I'd love to chat with somebody about it. And we're all a bunch of friendly dudes that love to talk about what we, <laughs> what we love to do. And, uh, we'll get in touch for sure. All right. Uh, so I guess, uh, any, any final thoughts or comments on the, the beer, um, just kind of a reminder, everybody, that uh, it's Ozark Beer Company out of Rogers, Arkansas, and they've uh, partnered with the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Arkansas chapter uh, for a special release uh, collaboration of this beer, uh, kind of in celebration of winning the national chapter of the year. Um, Kip, as we kind of roll out uh, and get ready for our song choices, you want to talk about uh, being named uh, national chapter of the year just a, a bit? <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a well, it was a shock to me. I was at the uh, we have an annual gathering and it's been in Missoula, Montana for the past couple of years. But I was there, had no idea we were winning. But some of the things they talked about were our our big win at Pine Tree, where we conserved six thousand seven hundred acres, kept it public. Um, during COVID, we were one of the only chapters in the nation that continued to grow our membership. And then last year in March, we put on uh, an event called the Black Bear Bonanza, where we celebrated the black bear in Arkansas, largest or the most successful reintroduction of a large carnivore in North America. In the world. And it was the, yeah, and it was the largest BHA event in the nation that was unsupported by the nationals and not, I mean, not like they said, no, we don't want you to do it. They just, it was a hundred percent. They didn't understand how it was a hundred percent chapter led. So we didn't have any, yeah. any extra staff support here to help us out with it. We just pulled it off on our own. Yeah. And, and when, oh, I know y'all be having that again this year. When, when can people look for that? 
Uh, it's going to be, I believe, March 4th. Yes. Um, ben County Quail Barn. Um, details will start rolling out probably late December, early January. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I think it's come that time where we need to pair the beer with a song. Um, I'll uh, defer to our guests, James and Kip. Do you want to go first or uh, let Ray and I go first? I'll, I'll definitely let James go first because I'm really interested to see what he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, you got volunteered. Okay. Well, I I kind of been thinking about it a little bit. Um, you know, I went out Friday last week. I snuck away Thursday night and I was camping in the national forest. Um, and then I bear hunted on Friday, Friday last week and had a couple of these with me. And I was just thinking that it's just a great day to be alive. So I'm going to go with Travis Tritt. It's a great day to be alive. Solid choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. Travis Tritt. I write these down. So, uh, great day to be alive. What year did yeah, that come out? Oh, uh, when did that come out? I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess like '94, '95. Yeah, I have I don't no know. idea. That was late '90s, say, mid late '90s. I would say '96. All right. Somebody gonna Mike? Are you gonna Google that? I'm, wor- I'm James working James on it. No, oh, okay. Two thousand. Nobody else was. Two thousand. Oh, really? Two thousand. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, we were close. Solid choice. Um, All right, uh, Kip, do you want to go or do you want to you want to uh, pass again? Yeah, I I, I can go. I'm I right, almost yeah. have to cheat here because it's supposed to be one song and it's really like I'm I'm torn between two and one's like a an Arkansas band, um, National Park Radio, Mighty Mountains. Um, it's kind of an upbeat, fun, good time song. And then uh, the other one, more nationally known artist, is uh, Ryan Bingham. Jingle and go. It's a fun, really upbeat song. So, all right, we'll let you have two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, our, we make the rules, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ray, uh, you want, you, you want to go next? You want to follow up with the best for last? No, uh, I'll go next. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, my ahead. song is Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. <laughs> okay. Bon Jovi, Dead or and, Alive. Yeah, so uh, it's really the the intro to that song, that Dead or Alive. Wanted or is it Dead or Alive? I think it's Dead or Alive. Oh, yeah. I think it's Dead or Alive. Okay. Did I say yeah. Wanted? No, I did. I'm, I've been throwing in words where they don't belong all night. I don't know I why I do wanted, that. Dead or Alive. It's Wanted, Dead or Alive. <laughs> ah. James pulling us through. All right. Go. All right. So you got Bon Jovi. Uh, I'm going to, so I don't know if y'all have heard this song, uh, the song Arkansas by Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. So uh, I was talking to somebody not too long ago. They're like, no, I haven't heard that. I'm like, this is terrible news. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Chris Stapleton, Arkansas. Um, and uh, usually we, we rate the beer. We're going to, we're not going to do that here. Cause I know we're all going to give it great ratings, but we will say this is a beer that, uh, Demands to be listed on the craft beer bucket list. Right, Ray? Absolutely right. Demands it. All right. So I'm going to give a quick overview. Uh, we, we all agree it's going to go on the bucket list, but we paired it with a bunch of good songs. We've got Travis Tritt's Great Day to Be Alive, National Park Radio, Mighty Mountains. And you say Ryan Bingham or Bingham? Bingham. Bingham. Jingle okay. and go. 
yeah. Jingle and Go. And then we got uh, Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive, and Chris Stapleton, Arkansas. It's a it's a pretty good uh, uh, swap. That's a good playlist music. right there. Yeah. Uh, what we do every <clears throat> at the end of excuse me at the end of the season, I'll put a, a Spotify playlist together of all the songs throughout the season. And uh, it's 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 oddly entertaining to do that, to be honest. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of '90s country music comes through. <laughs> yeah, and all from Mike. Yeah, it's fine. I'll I'll claim it, it's or fine. most of it anyway. It's yeah. not a bad thing. Well, guys, uh, we're about to close out here. I want to say thank you again to James and Kip. They're board members with the Arkansas chapter of the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Uh, they've uh, paired with. Ozark Beer Company on this um, great beer, a great beer, Bear Stay Golden Lager. That's a tongue twister. Uh, you can find it wherever you can get Ozark beer. Uh, grab a six pack. Some of the proceeds will go back to the chapter to continue their awesome work. Uh, thank you again, guys. Uh, appreciate you being on here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Ray. Yep, this and is I've your got time it. To shine. Absolutely. So I got to echo that sentiment. Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, we certainly enjoyed having you here. I learned an awful lot tonight about your organization and what you do, and I'm 100% on board. I absolutely love it. Um, so thank you guys for what you're doing and working to preserve public lands and, and being that liaison uh, for folks like myself who don't know how to do something. But, you know, I know, well, there's some folks you can reach out to and make magic happen. I love that. So thank you. Uh, also to our listeners, thank you for hanging out. We love you guys. You're special. You make us feel special. And we all get to drink beer together while we're feeling special. It's it's it's, it's a wonderful life. So what's also wonderful is those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. We love, love, love it when you drop those on us. We love the comments that you leave there as well. We also love it when you tag us in the beers you're drinking. That makes us feel good about life because, hey, folks are sharing with us. We like that. We share with you all. You get to share back. Power of social media. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. As always, please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And thank you all for listening to Craft Beer Bucket List. Adios, y'all. Awesome. <laughs>